What's up, Internet? You're tuned in episode 74 of the Steam Deck Podcast, Slip Screen Games' weekly gaming podcast all about Valve's portable PC powerhouse, the Steam Deck. I'm your host, Pete and Bessie, joined, as always, by my very good friends and co-hosts, Mr. Stephen Radford. Hello, hello. And Mr. Max Wright. Ahoy, ahoy. Welcome back, boys. We got a yeah. jam-packed episode today. I'm not going to leave any room for handbrakes or jokes or nothing. We're just jumping into it, all right? We're talking about the top 20, what is it, 20, right? Top 20 games? Is that what they do every month? Yeah, top, yeah, 20, Steam, funny, yeah. top yeah. 20 Steam Deck games uh, by Hours Played is where we're going to kick things off. After that, we're going to talk a little bit about some of our time with Celeste 64, the Steam Deck's exclusive Celeste <laughs> game. Uh, and then we've got a ton of questions from you guys in the Steam Docket that I want. I want to get through all of them, but we'll see. We got a ton of them, so we might have to save some for next week, but let's get into it. So uh, this this week, or today actually, earlier today as, as of this recording, um, on deck, the official Steam Deck Twitter account uh, dropped the first top 20 list of games for uh, 2024. And, you know, alongside a lot of the, the usual suspects, we did have a couple new games uh, jump jump towards the top of the list, unsurprisingly. Uh, so I just want to run through them real quick and, uh, and, and see what you guys think. Uh, so number one, we have Baldur's Gate 3, staying strong at number one. Uh, number Surprising. two, number two, unsurprisingly, we have Pal World, right? Of course, uh, breaking Steam records left and right. Not surprising to see it near the top of this list. Uh, we'll see if it can take the top spot next month, I think is going to be the interesting thing, too. I think it probably will, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess maybe time people like have run out of things to do in the game by that point. I have no idea. You don't there know. There, there always There's all these new people coming in, too, though, right? Mm -hmm. That's true. There always comes a time in these uh, early access survival games where you do all the content and you're like, cool, let's wait for the next patch. I mean, you've got like a, you know, a good few months before the patch right. comes out. Uh, so it might peak and trough. As, I think we'll probably see as the content comes out, this will rise and then it will drop and then it will rise as new content comes out and drops. Yeah. So mm -hmm. we should chart this against the roadmap in the future. Definitely. Definitely. I was thinking about it. I think I want to do this for 2023. I want to make like a short comparing the chart over the course of the year to like see like what games moved That's and everything nice and thought. i think i think there's like it would be interesting to break down that data for people and 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 do something with that i'm still trying to figure out what that looks like so if that's something you're interested in dear listener and you have any ideas make sure you uh, let me know uh number three elden ring unsurprising right see, seeing that one maintaining a top spot um i feel like it's nearly two years old it's dipped here and there, but it's like, obviously, that's a game I feel like people are playing again and again. And anytime there's a sale or something like that, it's like, all right, yeah, that's a great time to jump in, right? Never a bad time to jump in. Yeah, uh, I'd imagine a bunch of this is like people catching up on stuff as well after the, sure. over the holiday period. Yeah, great point. Know, January. Sales um, come in, you know, maybe now. Yeah, now, right. They, they just again, probably that. picked up stuff during the, the Christmas sale or the, the winter sale, whatever, right? Yep. I think a lot of these games are are like, oh, I got a Steam Deck for Christmas. What are the ones? What are the games? And they've gone through and just picked up all the good stuff. Then next we have Monster Hunter World. That's another like that's one of the best you know multiplayer options. So uh, to your point, I could totally see that being a thing you're playing with your buddies while you're waiting for the next big game to come out. Maybe you saw the trailer for the next one and you got excited. You want to jump back in, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Totally makes sense. Cyberpunk 2077. Right, that DLC kind of put that back on the map. It was on everybody's lips at the Game Awards. I, the idea that people were excited to jump back in again, right, and and take advantage of the you know holiday lull to kind of play through that DLC totally makes sense to me. 
Uh, we got Stardew Valley, another always kind of always on the top of the list type game. Dave the Diver, uh, the Turf Wizard game, Grand Theft Auto Five, Vampire Survivors, Red Dead Redemption Two, Elder Scrolls Five, uh, Skyrim Special Edition, Binding of Isaac Rebirth, Diablo Four, Hades, Cult of the Lamb, Persona Five Royal, Warframe, Fallout Four, and Slay the Spire. The back half, you know, everything from then on down is kind of. A lot of the usual, the usual suspects. They move yeah. around, but right, like these are the games. These are the games that absolutely slap on Steam Deck, and you got to imagine as people buy a new Steam Deck, right? And they look, what are the best games on it? They're picking them up. If we hits, went but... back to the end of 2022 episode, where I think it was me and you, Pete, and you said, "Don't look it up. You need to guess what games are in the top ten of the year of all time on Steam yeah. Deck." I'm pretty sure most of them are still in here. It's um, at least half of them are the same games yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and again, right, there's just there. That's one of those things about the Steam Deck that I think is so great. And it reminds me of the early days of the Switch, where when we were all like really hungry for software and you were getting ports of like L.A. Noir, and people were like, oh yeah, God. awesome. Yeah. Put everything on Switch, right? Oh, yeah. It was like, oh, we've got a Rockstar game finally. GTA's yeah. coming next. Mm, not yeah, the one you wanted, though. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember excited everyone was for uh, for Snake Pass? That was uh, that was a, a <laughs> massive indie hit that it's everyone was so excited for because there was nothing else out on Switch. But uh, point being, right? I think there is something about wanting to replay an old game that you like and that you know already, but not necessarily wanting that to take up your dedicated console TV time and being able to jump in on a handheld and and kind of chip away at it. Um, I think speaks to a lot of players clearly, right? And mm -hmm. the Steam Deck is so perfect for that because obviously, you know, with with uh, the Steam library, right? Like you don't have to wait for, you know, the rock stars of the world to be like, let's port this two generational game to this mm -hmm. hardware, right? Like you can just jump into whatever's whatever's available on PC, which is damn near everything. So everything, pretty sick, pretty sick, yeah. Including um, stuff you can't get on comms. Oh, I was going to segue, but go on, do you real quick. Just the, this is my last thing. It's the go only on. thing. Crazy to see Fallout 4 on this list and no Starfield. Well, if Fallout 4 like runs so well and it was like 50p in the sale, like, I was considering yeah. picking it up. It was so cheap. Yeah. I, I ended up playing like New Vegas instead because it's a better game. Yeah. I think also yeah. it doesn't have to compete with, oh, it does have to compete with Game Pass. What am I saying? Of course it's on Game Pass. But I mean, I guess it's it's not $60 unless you buy it on Game Pass. No, it was honestly, it was like $3.99. It was ridiculous. So. That's free on Steam. That counts as free. <laughs> That's free. <laughs> That's like sell a couple of the training cards and then, you, you know, you yeah. Don't. I got four dollars burning a hole in my pocket, <laughs> Steve. I'm ready. <laughs> still haven't done that. I haven't even looked at it yet. You're sitting on a gold mine, dude. You got at yeah, least four or five dollars so. in there for six years of playing games on Steam. Imagine what I can get out of that, eh? Imagine, just imagine. <laughs> uh, speaking of things that I couldn't have imagined, that was that was ten, that was tenuous. <laughs> what was yours? What was yours? Uh, why did that? What was your segue? Uh, you said something about. Um, PC can play absolutely everything, and I was going to say, including things that you can't play on console. And I was going to go straight into Celeste sixty four okay. fragments of the mountain. Yeah, that's pretty good. That was pretty. Yeah. Good. I'll give it to you. That was a good. That was a good segue. Brilliant. You know, we're there. Now. Carry on then. We're oh, there. We're okay. There okay. 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 We're there. We're there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I'll throw it to you, buddy, because I on, you then. wanted Fine. to bring this topic to the table. I've, um, not, I've not stopped talking about this topic to you guys, to be honest. I think I've. I was a bully you guys into letting me talk about it, but I also bullied you into playing it, so that's good. 
I want to say to... I'm really glad you did because as a big Celeste fan, like mm-hmm. I should have been more like day one. Let's jump on this, and it wasn't until you gave me the nudge, and I'm like, whoa, okay. Day two's not bad, baby. Day two's not bad. So for those who aren't in the loop or haven't been paying attention, maybe don't know much about Celeste, whatever, uh, the game has officially been out six years as of yesterday. And to celebrate the six-year anniversary um, of Celeste's release, the team... So it's extremely okay games that are currently making Earthblade. It is the team that used to be Maddie Makes Games, but they um, they sort of changed their name. Rebranded. They rebranded so they knew that it wasn't just Maddie Thorson, I think it is, that was working on it. Um, yep. Lena Rain's involved. There's other people involved. Um, so uh, Extremely Okay Games have released Celeste 64, Fragments of the Bounty, which, as you can possibly guess, is a um, 3D sort of N64 style uh, spin-off. It's a, it's a, I'll read what I wrote here because it makes more sense. It's a free collect-upon style 3D spin-off slash sequel to Celeste in the vein of Nintendo 64 classics like Super Mario 64. So what that means is it takes a lot of the sort of classic stuff you like from Celeste, the sort of the the challenging platforming, the um, just the, the sort of the characters and the music, the, the, dash, the core mechanics, you know. right? Yeah, like, it, the, like you have the the dash, you have, and like when you dash, you get the blue hair, which means you know you can't do it you again. Can't dash, yeah. Um, there's the, the wall grab and the sliding mm-hmm. and everything, so it's really a, a a very clever transition of those familiar mechanics to 3D. Like, yep. and again, I think the Mario 64 callout is like so perfect right because yes it's, yeah. it's totally that same kind of spirit yes yeah it feels like they've they've sort of understood what sort of those games look like even down to like the um the the fog the the field of view or the the loadout distance or whatever like in ps2 games n64 games where you got just just far enough away and there was like a fog where you couldn't quite see yeah, that yeah, yeah. Quite <laughs> but what's really exciting about this artificial is, draw yeah, distance <laughs> yes exactly they've had to really put it in what's really sort of exciting about this is you know it's free for one um only took them a week to make it. It's just something they've wanted to do as a team to celebrate it. Um, and it's not, you know, particularly long. It's You can beat it in about half an hour. It took me 90 minutes to do everything. But um, there's sort of one hub world, which is based on the first world from Celeste. It's the, the sort of ruined city with the spikes everywhere. Um, and hidden around that world, like a level in Super Mario 64, there are 30 strawberries. And that's sort of strawberries that are based, uh, you know, hidden in little nicks and crannies there are ones that are hidden behind like platforming challenges ones that are like um oh i think i can get there so you have to climb way up there to find it and then there are ones that are in like bonus levels i don't know if you've got as far as, as any of the bonus levels pete the the cassettes yeah i have um they're tough some of them yeah, are they really are. hard they really are <laughs> but i love i really 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 love the the way that it feels like in super mario sunshine when you go inside one of those levels where you get flood taken away from you and the music changes to that like um acapella version yes. of the mario theme tune and uh you know you have a goal to get to at the end it really feels like that where it's just you and the game and they've got a, a sort of a remixed version of uh, one of the songs from celeste um and you're just you're just trying and trying and trying to get this strawberry and, and they are challenging but they are rewarding and um i i loved that i really think they did a great job like you said earlier of sort of translating or transitioning what people love about celeste or what we loved about celeste and turning it um to making it 3d you know and i, I like the way they took a lot of the mechanics in it because even like the the crystals uh, there's like the green crystal that gives you an extra dash in the air the pink one that gives you two dashes there's the feathers which before let you just sort of move in a line till it runs out now that they've changed the plane of that so instead of moving uh, in like uh, up and down, uh, you're moving sort of it, like side to it kind of like propels you up and you like fly for a short distance. Yeah, yeah, until it runs out. And that that in some of the levels they use that really, really like it's tough, but it is, um, you know, it's it's it's, it's 
it's good. Like it's really well done. Um, and the moving blocks as well that, you know, the, the, the idea of using your momentum that you gain from these moving blocks still carries on in this. And yeah, I just think this is such a great freebie. Um, for, um, for those listening, you can go to uh, itch.io. Itch. If yes. you just search Celeste64 or you can go on itch.io. I'll we'll link down Celeste below 64. too if you want yeah, to we'll just have link to. and check yeah. it out. But um, yeah, um, it's up for free and, and you can go grab it. And uh, yeah. it's it's kind of wild. Like, I, I, my immediate thought was like, granted, I know it's very short. I'm like, this is, they gave this away for free. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it took them a week to make. That makes no sense to me. Yeah. That makes no sense to me. And there's a, a bit of dialogue in it uh, where you, you talk to um, the, the granny character mm-hmm. and she's kind of like, oh, like, what are you doing back here? Like, I heard you're writing a book. Like, what's going on? And uh, Madeline is like, you know, can I just like come back to, you know, a, a fond memory without like getting like interrogated with a bunch of questions. And yeah. she says like, I know there's more to it, but I'll leave it at that for now. And I'm like, okay, so is this are, like, is this just a celebration thing that they did in a week for fun? And it was a cool game jam idea and it came together and it's a great celebration of, you know, the game that put them on the map or did they say that and they wanted to see what people thought about it. And now they're like, hey, well, maybe we make a game. Cause yeah, like, I, 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 think, I think it is that though, because they've done this before with like uh, Celeste Classic for PK. Celeste Classic Two as yeah. well. I was just really? playing Celeste Classic before we started recording as well. I'm I'm pretty pretty near the end of that. I was just like, yeah, I'll play through this. I'm also going to play Celeste Classic Two and then also play the full release of Celeste. I'm going to mm-hmm. do that all this week because why not? I'm having fun. Um, yes, yeah, so they they do do things like this, and I do think there that that might be maybe more tongue in cheek, um, but also it could mean you know even if it's not a 3d one it could mean that there is more plans for celeste as a character or more plans for celeste as a as a, a franchise you know um, yeah could mean anything could also mean nothing if it means nothing great i like this for what it is not what it could be um yeah it, it literally doesn't need to be any more than it is to be yeah. an incredibly cool special thing yeah. and also i'm really enjoying it and i would certainly like more Absolutely, you know if yeah. they wanted to go for a full remake of the original game in that style i mean what what's great is that it's open source so yes. someone could yeah. like someone could make the whole game in this style if they wanted to or and i'm sure levels people or... are already already gonna make custom yeah. levels and do yeah that's true yeah. for it and like um, i think if they want to just make a like a one-for-one recreation of the original game that's the thing i, I feel like fans could probably pull off but like yeah but you know I... translate, translate a lot of those elements into 3ds maybe some of them wouldn't work but a lot of them probably would you know um that said the fact that there's like dialogue in it that acknowledges the original game and it kind of like like teases at this idea of more for the character of madeline i would really like to see that just because and and like i i don't need more right celeste is Mm -hmm. is perfect celeste is a is a really i think like one of the best games in a genre one of the best games of all time it has a fantastic complete story brilliant soundtrack like all that stuff right it's a super great game um that said right like if you don't know the story behind it um like madeline is kind of like a uh unintentional self-insert character for Mm -hmm. maddie of maddie makes games right and you know like so maddie has gone through so much personal growth since you know that story of self-discovery that they you know had through celeste right or she had through celeste and like I would love to see her return to that character and and like 
I don't know. I guess it's just kind of like a check-in on like uh, like their personal journey and, and like the growth that she's gone through since that and and as the team and the company is I don't know. Like it would be really cool to go back to it now mm-hmm. in this new style and like say something else. As much as a recreation of the original in this would just be cool. Like I'd I'd be all in for that. I I, I really would love to hear what else Maddie has to say with this character, right? Yeah, I, like, agree. I, I don't know. I like all the characters, but battling as well as like a, a, a you know an element of her anxiety sure. and uh, yeah. her stress. I like I liked that element of it too. Uh, there's not a lot of that in this one, and that's fine because that's not really what this is. This is sort of much more whimsical, much more just like this is fun. Play this, yeah. and move on. It which feels again, way you know, more like a love letter to this style of game, which I yeah. think is also super cool. You know, because yes, like I, agree. I I don't necessarily know that you can recreate the like climbing that mountain again would not be the same experience for maddie right now you know what i mean like so like the idea of maybe doing something that is like more playful or whatever and just is more like an extension of the brand of celeste and 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 everything is like i think that's cool too yeah um but like you said right if if this is all it is then hey like it's awesome. This is this is, I think, by far the coolest thing a game has done to celebrate an anniversary like this. I think so, absolutely, yeah, yep. Um, and I think that you should all probably give this a go uh, if you're listening. And also, the reason why we called it earlier the the Steam Deck exclusive uh, game, Celeste game, is because you know because this is only on PC. You can download it from itch. There is a, a a Linux version that you just download, add to Steam, and run. It works perfectly. The controls work perfectly um i'm pretty sure it was running at a, a 60 fps not locked i guarantee yeah. it you know maybe even 90 I, I can't remember now um but yeah i think that everyone should check this out and you know you can't play this on on other consoles which i think makes it um it sort of limits who can play it but us steam deck players can play it perfectly in the palm of our hands <laughs> it's awesome um, it has a linux version guys come on yeah. it's no, made I didn't even for have to us run proton i didn't even have to run proton I just downloaded it and ran it so i think you owe it to yourself also i was shocked when i did it i downloaded it like six hours after it went live mm-hmm. and steam grid db already had the images i needed ready to be added like they work <laughs> they're, so, they're so fast they work so quick to get it up um, i love that man uh did you get the updated version because there's a 1.01 now too yes i got 1.01 yeah yeah yeah. i think that that managed to come out by the time i actually got to it okay um it must have been a pretty quick fix i can't remember what the issue was but um Uh, it looks like there's there's a couple of things on the change log speed run timer error around at 1.6 hours is two hours and there was an open gl error on linux so um that's all been i didn't get that i i did the whole thing um yeah just to just to Tie a little bow on this. I think this is something that that um, you still give a go, especially if you like Celeste. I love these little free sort of free games, fan games, and stuff. And I would like to talk about them sort of some more. I've got loads that I've been playing on the deck recently. All I've been doing is testing out like fun little projects people are working on, just downloading random GitHub people are working on uh, GitHub projects. Um, you know, joining a bunch of Discords for these fun things because these are things I can play on the Steam Deck that I couldn't play elsewhere, other than sitting yeah. at PC and. Uh, just goes to show all the the you know the fun that Steam Deck can be and how how important it is being a handheld PC or you know what it can do. Um, I think it's really cool for the development community, you know, because like that was the thing I I saw when I went to play NYC uh, last year was like a lot of these games that are like still in early development and like not in early access or anything are like running on Steam Deck because you can yeah. do that right, like and yeah. you can be like, hey, like this feels like a real like 
finished game because you're sitting here playing it on a piece of hardware, mm-hmm. not, you know, with an Xbox controller plugged into a laptop. And like, no shade, if that's your setup, that's cool. But like, I think you can, we can all agree going and sitting down at a game's booth and they hand you the game loaded up on deck. It feels more official. You know, it's really cool. Yeah. I like the yeah, fact that yeah. like, this is a game that you can just get off GitHub and just load up on your deck and it runs like a native yeah. game is is really tight yeah and then put, putting the art on as well just makes it feel like i'm on a console um you know and i'm playing this game that has been released and it's just just a couple of couple of people working on some stuff and yeah love it fun to, love support, to, it. Fun to be a part of yeah I'd, I'd love to do a, a an episode where we talk more about about those games in full maybe we make like a top 10 list or something like that um i'd be interested to see where celeste 64 lands on that because there's a couple games like that that i i've talked about in the past like stuff like pokemon radical red and some of those ROM hacks that um are just so at home on on these consoles. I will come with a fat list. Let me tell you. <laughs> All right, we'll save that one for a slow week. Uh, I, we... I also would want to know from um from people listening, fan games, but also games on itch in general. There's so much cool experimentation going on over there that I yeah. don't think ever makes it to Steam because they're often just like little 15, 20 minute experiences that are are free or you know, pay what you want or low cost, and it's well worth checking out over there. I agree. Um, There's especially I, like, sorry, cool. Especially like a bunch say, of those I, like oh, horror games I always play. You love these little <laughs> one hour, weird little one hour yeah. horror games, don't you? <laughs> you do. Uh, I was going to say, yeah, I think this really was a reminder of the fact that I don't think of of itch enough, and that's like mm-hmm. a thing that like we should probably be paying more attention to. I agree. There's one specific game I've been waiting for uh, on itch. Which is it's a it's a it was a Kickstarter game that's available on it's going to be available on itch. It's a Game Boy Color game that when you get the Kickstarter, you either get a Game Boy Color cartridge that plays on your Game Boy Color, or you get a ROM file that you have to run through a Game Boy Color emulator to be able to play it. There isn't like a a PC or a Linux version. You have to put the ROM that you buy. Gonna like open it up in an emulator boy or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so awesome. I'm, <laughs> so I'm gonna uh, yeah when that eventually comes out, I'm gonna have to put that in emu deck be able to play it not uh just sort of run it on steam which i think is fun i'm looking forward to that i can't remember what it's called off the top of my head but uh... there's so much cool stuff like that though there's like a a nokia jam where you have to make a game that would run on a nokia 3310 and it's got to fit within a certain amount of like kilobytes it can only be 84 by 48 pixels with like a certain number of like colors um yeah it's really fun there's some cool stuff going on over there. there's nothing like constraint to make people's creativity uh, yeah, already come along. Absolutely. absolutely. All right, so we're going to jump into the Steam docket in just a second and answer questions from you, the listeners. But before we do that, let me remind you that this episode of the Steam Deck Podcast is brought to you by our Patreon producers for the month of February. They are, of course, Arnold J. Rimmer, Christopher Valenz, Earth Visitor, Gabriel Hasselmeyer, a.k.a. Sobe, Snackago, Steve Stompy, Susan Likes Cats and Also Boobies, Ty the Dude, and Wakahula. Thank you all so much for your support over on Patreon.com slash Games. You're all the reals to the real, and we greatly appreciate your support of this and all of our sister shows. If you want to go show your support just like they did on Patreon and get a bunch of cool perks and goodies, if you want to go check out some of those sister shows, or if you just want to join the community and keep the conversation rolling between episodes or get your thoughts read on the air, you can do all that and much more by heading over to flipscreen.games. That's our website where you can find all the links to find all the places that we are all over the web. However you choose to get involved or show your support, thank you for tuning into another episode of the Steam Deck Podcast. 
Let's jump into the Steam Docket. This first one comes from Left over on the Discord who wrote in and said, as a Steam Deck owner, does the upcoming Switch 2 make you feel like you'll finally be putting the Steam Deck down and moving to the shiny new Nintendo? Or it has has it truly become the go-to gaming system? Mm-hmm. No, I'm, I, I don't think I'll ever kind of put the Steam Deck down now. I think for me, it's maybe it's as powerful as the steam deck i don't think it maybe is going to usurp but i do think that opening up the ward garden it has like really uh kind of opened my eyes i'm never going to be able to play something like celeste 64 that we just spoke about on on the switch it's just it's not going to happen it's not viable for them to to publish that there whereas they can shove it on itch as a a file and i can download and i can play it or if i want to play games that you know I maybe own on another platform and want to emulate, then I can do that. I can't do that on the Switch and I'll never be able to do. Or even like take emulation out of it, right? But like taking advantage of like our tutorials and like streaming from like your PlayStation 5 or your Xbox. And like that's another way for you to interact with games that you own on other platforms, but you're still spending time on the deck, right? Um, Yeah, I think to me, the the question that I remember posing to you, Steve, when they first announced the Steam Deck and like my skepticism for it was like, I was afraid I would buy it and it would be a passing kind of thing, right? It's like, I'd play with it for a little bit, you know, you install some junk on it and then it kind of starts collecting dust. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that the deck is definitely proven to me that like it has its own identity as a console in my arsenal. Right. In the same way that like I own a PlayStation and an Xbox and I use both of them. Right. But I use them for different things. Right. Like, I get certain types of games on Xbox and certain types of games on PlayStation. Obviously, I'm playing exclusives on different things, right? But, like, when it comes to the Steam Deck, there's so many things, like, even if the Switch 2 comes out and it's way more powerful than the Steam Deck, that's fine. That means that certain games that I might have played on Deck before, I'll play on Switch instead, in the same way that I used to play those indies on Switch, and now I play them on Steam Deck, because that's where they're played the best. But even if that happened, even if it... They also come out there first, right? Like, they come to Steam first. It's always, like... You know, we were always waiting for them to come to to Switch mm-hmm. before. We're set around like, and oh, I'd love to play that game, but yeah. if only it was on Switch, like Vampire Survivors, yeah. right? If only it was on Switch, you would have gotten into that game over a year late, right? If not for the deck. Yeah, yeah. Um, there are people who currently talk about the game as like their first time through it, and totally. you know, for me, it was like, oh, I, play, I remember playing that a year and a half ago. Uh, or you know, not not as like a oh, that sounds like I'm being really elitist there, but like, oh yeah, I, I missed like that era of. I'm really into it's this like game a new wave desperate. now and you already yeah yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. For you, right you're on to whatever the new thing is yes um, so, yeah and yeah I think that's one of the main advantages right is like the games come out sooner they're also cheaper right the steam ecosystem is generally the most affordable that's a huge advantage mm-hmm. and then like you said it's it's the ineffable part of it of like fan games and rom hacks and cool stuff on github and you know um early emulation access- yeah, emulation, early access stuff like Pal World, right? Like those are all things that like you are never going to get on the Nintendo Switch 2. And that's fine because I think I would rather live in a world where all, as a person that owns multiple consoles, right? I want all those ecosystems to be healthy and attractive enough that I'm in all of them. And that mm-hmm. like, I, it's not that I'm spending, you know, when people ask like, what console do you play the most? My answer is like, well, what, what's out? right like and that's how you want it to be and i think we've totally hit a point where yeah they're both handheld devices but 
I don't think that they're extremely analogous experiences at all. I think they offer way different things. And I think the things that they, uh, the pros and cons of each balance each other out really well, actually. I'm with you there. Uh, I, for me, think that it really comes down to not a hardware thing. It's a software thing. I didn't play my Steam Deck for the whole of October purely because I was playing stuff that come out on yeah, switch yeah. and on ps5 and that's fine and i'm sure when the switch 2 does come out if there is software like i don't know metro prime 4 that comes out and is only on sorry for the uh, people with their phones in that comes out uh and <laughs> and is oh you know it's only going to be on switch 2 let's just let's just say um i'm going to want to play that and i'm going to be playing that through for for weeks you know i'm going to be playing that over and over and over again i'm going to be glued to that the the switch 2 but not because the hardware is any better or because I want to play with this new hardware. It's because I want to play that game. And yeah, right. Uh, that for me is the big is a big part of why I have multiple consoles is I don't want to miss something. I don't want to be like, oh, this game looks really good, but I can't play it. And the Steam Deck has done a lot of that for me with with certain things of like, oh, I really want to play this. And I can't play it. I can sit and I can play it in my, in my hands. I can sit, I can play it on my TV. You know, the same way I can with the Switch. Just without the, the limits, like you say, the sort of walled garden of the, the, the switch where it's just like this is what you can play because this is what there is so i think yeah, what'll think... probably happen is once you play through all the essential stuff on the switch too and where during the switch's life cycle we were hungry for the snake mm-hmm. passes and stuff mm-hmm. of the world like you said you'll be like all right i'll jump back on the deck and play what's yeah. up what's and i'll play all over stuff. there yeah and i'll play newer stuff and like i'm sure a lot of the indies that come out for switch 2 will still probably in some ways play better on the steam deck especially if you know the rumors of the lcd screen are true because I'd like to continue playing with the OLED screen. I do think that that, that extra, if the rumor of an 8-inch screen is true, that extra, whatever it is, 0.6 inches, might be enough if the screen is also you know decent enough for an LCD. But it's probably 16 by 9, so it's 8-inch, 16 by 9, so it's probably going to be similar size in terms oh, of the uh, you, size of the Steam Deck. You are clever. You are clever, Steve. I didn't even think of that. This is why, you, <laughs> this is why we have you on every week. Uh, on our show um yeah you're right then yeah then maybe that is maybe i'm not going to play my indies on steam Deck. maybe i am going to play them on switch sorry the other way around don't play them on switch too i'll play them on steam Deck. you know what I'm trying to say. i think either way right it's like i think it will be valuable to own both devices and that's the key to the steam deck not falling out of rotation i agree but i also do think it depends on the player so if, if, for example, you have a Switch library currently, then the Switch 2 is going to be a lot more appealing for you. If you have a PC library and you've been working on building that up over decades, then the Steam Deck's more, more appealing to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, or if, you're, if you don't really vibe with Nintendo exclusives, you're not a Mario guy, you don't really like Zelda, then those probably aren't the, that's probably not the console for you to what go to. Whereas I yeah. love those games. Sad, sad. I think for a lot of people who who use uh, the the switch, sorry, use the Steam Deck and maybe don't own a Switch because they think you know, oh, I can just emulate Switch games, which is possible. I do wonder if we're you know, there's no guarantee that the the Switch to whatever it is will be emulatable. We don't know if the games are going to be playable there. So I think a lot of people who are used to playing Nintendo exclusives through the Steam Deck, uh, you know, through piracy, admittedly. If they're going to be forced to pick up the Switch 2, if there are games to, let's say they do a Breath of the Wild uh, or, or, you know, a Mario Odyssey 2 and they play Mario Odyssey on the deck and they're like, I really want to play this game. I just can't because, you know, I, I don't have that ability on my Steam Deck now. They don't, you know, the software doesn't exist for me to be able to do that. That might push someone in that yeah. direction. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> 
right, let's jump into this next question from Lee 44 who wrote in over on the Discord and said, do you guys have problems with color accuracy when your Steam Deck OLED is connected to an HDR-capable TV? I cannot get my Steam Deck to produce colors that aren't washed out. Turning off HDR in the, men- in the uh, menu gives the image a blue cast because of the white point slash color temperature settings. Turning the color temperature down makes the image look a bit better, but I'm worried that most content is mastered at 6,500K now. Although, I can't find any information about what white point balance uh, game developers use. For example, RE2 Remake looks much better on my PS5 on the same TV, HDR on. I've also noticed that the HDR setting seems to be system-wide. For example, having HDR turned on in the Steam Deck settings and off in in the game's options menu produces a similar image to having the deck system level HDR off and the in-game HDR toggle turned on. I wish I could just force the Steam Deck to output sRGB or rec 709 color space that i've never heard that term before sorry um any thoughts the games look fine on the steam deck screen p.s i'm pretty sure the issue is not caused by my tv only working with the limited rgb color space it supports hdr and the p3 color space love the show thanks max i i actually had this issue uh right when i first got my dock and i was plugging it in and i was playing I want to say Donkey Kong Country Returns on the on the Wii, and I was like, "Why does this look worse on my TV than it does on the on the the deck screen?" And I looked it up, and I had to just force. Uh, so the it was auto. Uh, uh, resolution. Like the resolution. It was like an auto resolution, rate, yeah, yeah. So I would have I went in and manually set that to my TV's resolution of 4K, or maybe maybe you had to set it to 1080p. I can't remember, but I, I did that. All of a sudden, bang, it was exactly the same as the screen. The colors were fixed. So I don't think this is a HDR issue. I don't think it's a game issue. I think this is the dock or whatever you are connecting it with. Um, it's the Steam Deck's resolution should fix this. So I would like you, please, Creepy Leaf 44, to test this and come back and let us know if that has solved it. Because, um, yeah, this sounds like that's what that is. Yeah, I'm I had the same curious... problem not with my OLED, but with my base model. And similar solution ended up fixing the problem, yeah. Hmm. I'm also curious when it comes to the the white point or color temperature, whether that affects the output on the dock at all, or if it's just for the internal screen. I would mess around and maybe try playing with the color temperature on your TV and try and and get it to match. It, you know, if you're if you're trying to output Rec Seven Hundred Nine, I'd imagine you probably know about these things. So, um, yeah, I don't really know what else to suggest other than try game mode. See, I know your TV, you said, only supports uh, limited RGB. Depending on your TV set, you might be able to get a full RGB range. Limited probably will crush the blacks from the the Steam Deck, which obviously um, HDR would try and fix. I've mostly given up, though, with HDR on the dock. It's a pain. Most games that I want to play with HDR don't have the support yet. Really, it was only Baldur's Gate 3 that I could get it to work in. And then I was just like, eh, okay. You know? Yeah, that's kind of unfortunately been my takeaway. And and I think that's, you know, when, whenever we talk about the docking station, I think that's like the disappointing thing we keep coming, keep coming back to, which is that it just doesn't work quite right. Like it, it's it's not seamless in the way you want it to be. And there is a lot of like just random stuff like this, right? Like there was an issue that a lot of people had where it's like you plug it in and it won't display and then you have to soft reset it while it's plugged in and it's like there's all these weird little things that just get just don't quite work right and um i experienced that with uh jedi 
Fallen Order, right? Where like mm-hmm. I couldn't get it to not look washed out. I played with all these settings. I got it to look better. It still didn't look as good as it looked on my PS4, right? Um, the only game I was really able to get parity with was Persona 5, and that was Royal. And I was able to uh, make those adjustments and get it to actually look like, you know, high resolution, 60 FPS, like nice, stable, and it was taking advantage of HDR and everything. Um, that was also later on in the deck's life. So, you know, hopefully um, Max's advice will work out for you because, you know, I think there is some sometimes where you just it's that right setting and then it works but it's yeah. like it's frustrating that you needed that you clearly have a good understanding of how this stuff works to like know all these terms and be able to use them uh that way and the fact that even you are having trouble figuring it out speaks volumes about how far the experience has to come before it's actually you know yeah. satisfactory it, it, and I think a large part of it is is because it is a PC and it's outputting PC color space right. to a TV, which most TVs expect uh, limited RGB range, full RGB range. I'd love to see them support like HDIG for HDR, so that the TV is not contesting and trying to also um, do its own tone mapping on top of what the Steam Deck's outputting. There's a whole bunch of things that the Steam Deck can improve. I don't know if some of those can be done because it is essentially a PC and it is running on Linux and whether that's not mm-hmm. something they can they can kind of take advantage of. Quick handbrake though, Pete. Are you picking up Persona 3? Uh, are you going to play that on Steam Deck? I think I'm going to play it on Steam Deck, yeah. That's the plan. Because um, like... I played the original on, or the original, <laughs> Persona 5, the original Persona to me. Yeah, the, the, original, the, <laughs> the fifth game in the series, the sequel to the fifth <laughs> game in the series, the original game. Uh, I originally played that on PlayStation, right? Um, but, you know, when we uh, started doing the um, book club, rest in peace, <laughs> for, for, for Persona 5 Royal, um, I mean, it, it runs so incredibly well on Steam Deck. And if, if the, the performance of this game is anything like that, then yeah, I mean, why wouldn't I? Yeah, it should be. It I works mean, well on deck, so if I want to, or it, it works well docked, so if I want to play it on the TV, I can, and it, it looks great on the deck screen, and it's those games are right at home on mobile. That's like their, you know, not mobile, you know what I mean, handhelds. That's their, like, roots, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah, like, I think, I think I'll be much more likely to actually finish that game if I can play it on Steam Deck. It's out, it's out today. As of time of this going out. So. Wait, really? It came out yeah. today? Yeah, wow. on the second of February. So uh, I don't know if it's oh, actually oh. launched As yet. Of, okay. No, as of you... the people listening to this, it's now out. That's why you <laughs> threw me off because you said as of recording, and I was like, wait, right now? It's out right no, now. No, hold on a minute. Oh, it's off. No, wait. I think I think it comes came out at six. Like it came out like three, four hours it ago. Be out right three now? hours ago. I was gonna say. Oh, I yeah, was gonna... maybe it's based on. It might be based on Japan time. So yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe well, usually there. the Steam library updates. Oh yeah, I don't know. Let's find out. You guys carry on talking. I'll find okay. out. This. Okay. While you figure this out, Max, I'll introduce our next question. It's but completely I'll irrelevant for anyone listening to this because it's, it's definitely. It's not out. for me yeah, though, Steve. If it is out tonight, you changed my whole evening plans. Uh, it, okay, I thought I'm I was gonna have to wait until next week. I'm going away for the weekend. <laughs> it comes out on the second of February. I'm not in approximately eight hours. Son of a so okay. it'll be out oh. in eight hours. By the time anyone listens to this, no wait. Do you know what? Move on. Move By on. By the time anyone listens to this, I'll be up at midnight playing it. So yeah. There we go. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. By the time this airs in the UK and like Europe and everything, I'll probably still be awake playing Persona. That's probably what's happening. I'll right speak now. to you in the morning. I'll speak to you in. in I'll see you in a few hours, hours time brother. <laughs> 
That has happened to me a couple times recently where you, one of you wakes, like Max wakes up and says something in our group chat. And I'm like, I should probably go to bed, right? Like, yeah, that's, that's, uh, I've, I've had to say that a few times. I've sent something intended for Steve or like, I've asked Steve's awake. So I'll just send a message to, to the both of you expecting Steve to reply. And then you'll reply and I'll go, what time is it? And then <laughs> I wake up and Steve hasn't answered yet. <laughs> <laughs> like getting blood from a stone, Steve. <laughs> All right, this next one comes from the Largo of Bargo who wrote it over on Discord and said, I watched this video about the Steam Deck OLED. The guy said it's probably not worth upgrading if you already own an LCD Steam Deck. What's your guys' take on this? Is it worth the upgrade for somebody whose main reason is for the new screen? I 100% think, for me, like if you, uh, I 100% think it was worth the money I paid for it. And the, the fact that I could sell my Steam Deck, use that money, get the OLED model. The screen is is great, phenomenal for me. The battery, the fan, the weight, everything else that goes along with it as a whole package. I really think if you if you really love your Steam Deck, you play it all the time, you listen to a podcast all about the Steam Deck, uh-huh. it's probably worth um, yeah. worth upgrading. The fact that you've asked the question, it's already too late. It's already too late. You, of course you need it. Um, yeah, I'm with you there because I it's it's something that I was like, yeah, I'm. I think there's there's probably me on the podcast going, yeah, I'll get it eventually. Like I like the idea of it, but like I'm fine with my current Steam Deck. And then what a week later, I'd I'd mine arrived. Yeah, I was just like, I just yeah. didn't want to miss you out. You caved so fast. <laughs> Everything about it, just like is it just it's just such a worthy upgrade. I think in like in all the ways you just said, you know, that screen makes the screen for me was the weakest part of the Steam Deck, and it's now my favorite feature of the Steam Deck is yeah. having these gorgeous, you know, mm-hmm. colorful games. You know, even games from like you know, we said before, Game Boy Advance. I was playing an NES game yesterday, and I was like, "Oh, the, it looks the, so good!" It's yeah, so the nuts. colors versus the blacks, and like there's just empty space there, and as it just doesn't a glow. You know, it doesn't work as well on a TV, like a 50 inch TV for an NES game just doesn't hit as hard as it yeah. does on a small OLED screen. Like, it, yeah. it's I really think that's the way to play those games. Um, at this point, yeah, uh, we actually did an episode where we reviewed the uh, OLED Steam Deck. It's episode 66. It's called Steam Deck OLED is a Game Changer. If you want to hear our full thoughts about it and like why we think it's a worthwhile upgrade, um, we kind of get into all of the nitty gritty there. But yeah, I mean, I, I agree with what you two have said where I think I think it's a worthwhile upgrade. I think if you are someone who, you know, I think the the question always becomes like, what is your budget like, right? Like if you are somebody who has a lot of expendable income for games and that's your hobby, and you are comfortable selling your Steam Deck and getting a new one, or you've got the money to throw around, then I would say absolutely upgrade. The screen is incredible, but I don't, I don't even think that's the like that's not the only worthwhile upgrade. The battery increase is insane, like insane. How much mm-hmm. more battery life you get out of this thing compared to the original? The uh, sound quality, right, of the speakers is a lot better. Like I, it. It is a, I think, across the board quality of life improvement. And, you know, if you're the type of person that like bought a PS4 Pro or like you're constantly upgrading your your rig or you buy the second iteration of Nintendo handhelds because you want those little upgrades and you want the extra bells and whistles. Yeah, man, like I think it's well worth your it's well worth your investment. I don't regret it at all. I looked at the uh, battery life for Celeste 64 as I was playing it yesterday, and I think I could have completed it four times before uh, the battery would have run out. <laughs> yeah, it's so... crazy, isn't it? <laughs> Whereas, I like... mean, even when I was playing something like uh, The Last of Us, 
I was I could I could get two and a half hours out of that, and I yeah. I don't really play. I don't want to play for much longer than that anyway. Uh, in one session, holding the Steam Deck, sure. so uh, I can get through a session, plug it in, and it charges quicker as well than the yeah. the original model. There's just so much. Downloads are faster, which oh, is yeah. like that was not that was one of the not great things about the original deck. Like I remember when I downloaded Baldur's Gate three on my base Steam Deck, it took like overnight. Like I had to let it go for like six hours or some shit like that. Mm -hmm. And when I got my OLED deck, the day it showed up, I downloaded Baldur's Gate because I was like, I want to do a test before we review it. Let me start it now so I can play it tomorrow. And it was done in 90 minutes. That's like, such a that's such a place of privilege there. You say that you're saying I had to do it overnight. Yeah, I had to do it overnight too, because I live in, I've got UK internet. On my I, own know, I don't know. And I had it <laughs> wired into my router as well when I was doing it. It was ridiculous. I know what to tell you guys. Come move to Philadelphia. I got a guest room. All right. Uh, okay. Hmm. Hmm. One more. Let's pick one, one more. more. Okay, we'll do one more. Uh, we've got, I'll tell you this. We got one from Six Shot Ocelot we've been sitting that's, on. That's I'm saving topic. it. That's a main yeah. topic. We're going to do this other one. But Six Shot, we're saving it. Okay? It's not that we're ignoring it. We're saving it. We're saving it. All right. Because we've been speaking about this internally for a while because we yeah. think this is a big, big main topic that we're gonna have to think yeah, about. yeah i want to like I, this is gonna be like a full episode right it's <laughs> like okay, so respect on the question is is why you're not getting it yet okay that's why i want i just want to be clear we're gonna end on this one from scale speeder for the day who wrote it in on the discord and said i've got a couple questions if you don't mind you know what scale speeder we don't mind we appreciate you writing into the show and if you guys want to write in guess what head over flipscreen.games and you can do that too and be a part of the Steam Docket segment, just like Scalespeeder did. Should the Steam Deck, or at least its next iteration, have a SIM card slot for true portability? And should there be a Steam official additional controller and or mouse keyboard, or even headphones, or the special glasses like you can get for the Legion Go? Thanks. So, let's break this down. I think let's start SIM. with the SIM card slot. No, we think no, about should SIM card slot? No. So the problem with the sim is you then got a 5G modem in there, which are terrible for battery life. Um, and also, I don't think you need a sim card slot if you're going to go down that route anyway. I would want an eSIM in there so that you can just like swap around and you can just get a data plan. But no, like you'll chew through the data plan that you have. Yeah. Like it's going to cost so much money if you stay online. And I think it's just going to make the battery worse. If it's an option, Fair enough. It was additional skew. Fair enough. But sure. I don't necessarily think it's just needed. I, yeah, I think hot it's spot. just you hotspot, right? Because it's just like, I think Sony tried that with the Vita and it just didn't, I just don't think it makes sense. Like you don't want it. Nobody's yeah. going to want to pay like a cell phone bill for to make sure their Steam Deck can be online. Yeah. Not nobody, but I don't think enough people for it to be a worthwhile. Yeah, it's not like an iPad, for example, where it's a general computing device where you are using it all the time. Maybe you're on the train and you want to be able to access your Excel spreadsheets or whatever. Or the plane, what? stuff like that, right? Like, it's mm -hmm. like, you know, you need to use it for work, like, totally, right? But, like, I think for a leisure device, it's just too much of an investment. Whereas, like, if, if that kind of thing is really important to you, you probably own a hotspot or something or use your phone, right? Phone. Hey, Everyone uses hey, their phone, yeah. You people don't have phones? No, you can do that, but right, you can also buy one of those like the they're like fifty dollars a month oh, or something, and they mm -hmm. they pump out insanely good internet. That like people use those if they like a lot of folks who are like on the convention scene and stuff will use that because yeah. like I'm in a fucking convention center made of concrete. And there's a hundred other people pinging the cell tower, and you mm -hmm. can't get any service. 
yeah. but the brick will work, right? And it gives you enough power to like connect your laptop, connect your phone, connect your switch, whatever, right? Put your Steam Deck. Um, yeah. So I, 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 I don't think so. I think it's a nice idea, but I think to Steve's point, in practice, it's just not super practical. Yep. Okay. Should there be a new official Steam controller? Yeah. And or yes. mouse slash keyboard? Yes. 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 We're that, big advocates. I think that's the one thing we've all agreed new... on. Yeah. Go ahead. I think that's the one thing we've all agreed on for for ever since we've been doing this show together has been, what do we want Steam controller two? What do we want Steam controller two? I I started writing Steam controller two. Uh, we, I think this, when this question came up from Six Shot Ocelot, the first thing I wrote down, I think I even say at this start in that episode when it first gets brought up, was I know what we're going to say. We're all going to say Steam Controller 2. I just Isn't like it one I... of my predictions for the year as well that they're going to like, was it? I think it's someone else's as well that they're going to like. Yeah, mine was an official, uh, an official like uh, accessory um, gotcha. or like a new piece of hardware or yeah. a peripheral, and yours is a third party Steam Controller 2 or something like that. Yeah, if people don't know, we do predictions over on the uh, Flip Screen Games podcast every year, uh, where we like to come up with stupid things that might happen throughout the year. And uh... no, you two come up with stupid things that might happen, and I guess things okay. that actually happen. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, there's. I think there's nothing that I would like more for the Steam Deck than a Steam yep. controller too. That's actually good. That would be pretty. Sick. The mouse and keyboard thing would be cool if it's one of those like fold up Bluetooth ones that sort of like if it had like, a little one over one. Yeah, yeah that'd be it had cool. a pull out pull out dock as well, like a little pull out stand oh. so that you can not dock, but like you can pull it out and like sit your yeah, yeah. thing in it. If also if it works without the need for external power, great. If you could make it have like a little like it's just for desktop mode. Oh, I want to quickly download this ROM and then download the get. That was me using yeah. it by the way. Great, I'd like that. Would I pay the amount it would cost? I doubt it, but would be cool. I, you hit me with the foldable, and I'm like, that would be sick if it was small enough that you could stick it in that little bag that comes yeah. with the OLED, or that it could go like in that little slot in the back. That would be tight. What's that the be... what's 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 the the strap on the back for with a little gap? What's that for? Nothing fits in that. I'll tell you what. Actually, I do know what it's for because uh, I I remember saying that, and I remember if it was somebody in the Discord who wrote in, or I saw it on the subreddit. But if you're traveling and you have like a bag, you, you, you could do that. But that's insane because I don't want to lose my charger. Um, you just slide it on. Uh, you can slide it on like a piece of luggage or like something like that. Uh, and it is locked in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's yeah. how that's how I'm going to get. I'm going to get robbed if I do that. So I'm not going to do that. But um, yeah. I when I went, I went traveling recently and I bought just a backpack. That's all we paid for. And I was like a ninja turtle because my steam deck was jammed in there because i was yeah. like i have to take this with me and it was like sticking out with me and it was like really uncomfortable but i had to take it on the plane it was well worth it absolutely uh okay so then headphones are special i don't i don't think that stuff makes sense to me i think the glasses are actually compatible with the steam deck i have seen the uh x real yeah Air you have to get Pros. a weird um you have to install a driver it's a whole custom process if you want to use them in if you want to use them in gaming mode, you need to use Decky Loader, which is not, you know, it's not a seamless experience. Whereas right. if there was glasses made by Valve and you just plug them in like they are with the Legion Go, yeah. you put them on your face and it's easy peasy. But I just don't think it's, I don't think Valve's the type of company that's going to spend R&D to like make no, a pair of I, headphones I don't. or weird glasses I, or I something. I could see them partnering with people though, like they sure. did with HTC for the Vive. Um, I could see them partnering and being like, okay, we're going to 
put out a range of accessories like a mouse and keyboard, like headphones, like glasses that are maybe um, Steam Deck branded, or yeah. maybe it's like a works with Steam Deck label like um, yeah. Yeah, Xbox has. Steam branding and, and yeah, works with Deck kind of thing. I'm surprised we don't see more officially licensed third party stuff with the Steam Deck. Like all of the Power A stuff on the Switch, for example, is like Nintendo branded. There's Nintendo characters on them. Like it's all proper stuff. Whereas all of the, uh, I forget the name of the company, who does all of the Steam Decks? Jay Sorks. All of that stuff. None of that sort of seems to be officially, you know, it's all just versions of as opposed to officially licensed stuff. So I would mm-hmm. like to see more of that kind of thing. Um, I wonder what the reason is there. Cause it's like, I wonder if, if Valve, is shy about it because of what happened with the steam machines right that was like a very public them partnering with other companies and like it led to you know i think a lack of quality control right and like okay. and i'm not saying that like that they're like okay we don't want it but like with the deck maybe the, the thought was like let's keep it in house and establish a strong base and work out kinks and then yeah. partner like very selectively with specific i think that's what they need to do it's got to be selective with specific you know hardware accessory makers choice well I, I think 8-bit though would be a great choice I as well that get them way. on board um, do you know what i think it is i think that it is the fact that you can't go into shop and buy a steam deck so there's just not the space in shops maybe for this stuff to go there's just like they have the Steam store though. Like, why not just sell a direct market yeah, like you do with the controller, true. like you did with the deck? Like, I I feel like that's their thing, right? Is like you buy it from us. And like, I guess that's the question of like how the third party stuff works out. But like, I don't know, like it, the Steam storefront is so massive. Like, even if you partnered with an 8-bit dough and you were like, we're only gonna sell it on Steam, like they'd still make a shitload of money on that, I imagine, if it's a good controller right like I think you could still sell it on amazon you could sell them on the 8-bit doe website yeah. 8-bit doe do officially branded xbox controllers for like right. the cloud streaming exactly. so they could easily do, everywhere do that. Yeah. why not right and it, and it can be compatible with pc as well right so people know the steam logo they know it's a pc thing Doesn't you could have, have it, to just be steam deck you could have it built to interact with big picture mode too right like at, like mm. and, that, and that's the advantage if you buy it as a as a you know, a PC controller. Touchpads. It's just touchpads for for for, for PC. You know. I know. Perfect. I was not on board with the touchpads really when I didn't think when I, when they announced. It, I didn't think that there was going to be any purpose to them, but I use them all the time. It would time. just make it would make using your PC because as someone who streams their PC to their Steam Deck a lot, it'd be very handy to just be able to have immediate control over my PC. Controller Max. I, I, I have been eyeing them up. I see them in CEX every now and again, and it comes with the dongle. They look filthy. They look fucking disgusting. But I think I could clean them up. Um, I'm just worried about getting it, and they immediately announce the second one, or I get it, and <laughs> the thumbstick falls off, or it starts to peel, Max, or I, I just think, hate it. I think you need to take that bullet for the community and buy one so that they will announce the second one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you, like you It's a loss for you, but it's a win for every other Steam Deck user. And I think that, like, I think I think maybe it's time for us. To, like we owe it to the community, you know. I've never thought of myself as as a sacrifice, but you, you're, you can you're be a martyr. And right, you're you can be a martyr right. for, the, for this for the deck community. And I, you know, watch this space. Yeah, watch this if you if you're gonna be Jesus, I'll be your Peter, man. You know, no worries. I've got the you name already down. Are. Right. You already are my Peter. Already, <laughs> are. I already got you, baby. Already got you. Is there a Steve right, in the man. Bible? Yeah, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> the Steam Deck podcast is bigger than Jesus. 
<laughs> anyway, gang, thank you for joining us here. Parody, by the way. Didn't mean to offend anybody's faith, okay? <laughs> okay, so thank you for joining us here at another episode of the Steve Deck Podcast. Uh, if you want to let us know your answers to these questions, right? Do you want uh, a SIM card in your deck? If a bunch of you were like, fuck you guys, I definitely want that. I want to hear from you, right? Like, who, like, what, 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 what is that use case that you're so hungry for? That would be sick, you know? Nobody um, ever makes us look like fucking idiots on this show anymore, do they? No one ever comments in or writes in. Making it's been a minute, cool. you know? Call us out. Why do we... We're up here on our ivory towers, brains growing, egos out of control. Someone knock us down a peg or two and tell us... I'll tell, tell you us. what. The worst thing, Max, is the last time someone tried to come at us, they were a total asshole, right? Like, somebody commented on, on the Pal World things like, oh, just three people talking the whole time. It's like, yeah, it's a podcast, my guy. It says it on the fucking thumbnail. What'd you think it was? Also missed, missed the word handsome off that, didn't they? Three handsome yeah. guys. Just Three handsome gentlemen talking about Shooting the shit, man. <laughs> anyway, I'm lost in where I am in the plugs. I love oh, you. Sorry. Thank you for tuning in. If you want to show your support on Patreon and get a bunch of uh, perks and goodies, if you want to write into the show, if you want to get involved in the community, which I suggest doing all of those things because it's, it's a great time, uh, head over to flipscreen.games. That's our website. You will find links to all those things and much more. And if I told you to do that twice in a row, sorry. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Steve Deck Podcast. For the crew, I've been Pete. He's been Steve. All the way over there has been Max. We'll see you next week, baby.